And we come to you each week, five days a week at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We are your daily distraction from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world. Today, we come to you in a multitude of podcast platforms, including but not limited to uh, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, Mixler, ComedySchoolsRadio.com, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, and right here, right here on Facebook Live. Uh, we go 30 minutes, that's it. 30 quick, fast, fun-filled, fact-free, fictionally true minutes. Um, and we always try to cover at least three things. And those three things are, at the end of each podcast, broadcast, show, program, we will try to recommend one artist or one piece of music based off our vast vinyl album and compact disc collection. We usually have some knick-knack, doodad, bobblehead, thingamajig, thingamabob, uh, underoo, something. We got something that we will uh, show you visually, and we can only do that on Facebook Live. So I apologize to all of our listeners, but we'll try to make it as vivid as possible using theater of the mind. We show you this thing, and then we try to weave a personal story around it. Uh, the most important part of the show, ladies and gentlemen, uh, are your questions and comments as we traipse through the 30 minutes, because oftentimes, oftentimes, your questions and comments uh, shape the show in a far funnier and entertaining way than anything comes out of my feeble little mouth. My mouth. Um, and the best way to do that is if you're a loyal listener. If you're a loyal listener. First off, if you're a loyal listener, please subscribe to uh, Living on a Thin Line on uh, Spotify. Because I guess I can get money or something if we do that. Get money. Get, get money. We can get money if you do that. Uh, anyway, it just like we just like to know that you... Uh, that you care, that you give a damn. So please subscribe. Um, but the best way to be able to uh, shoot the breeze with us, uh, chew the fat, if you will, is by watching on Facebook Live because uh, then you can enter your questions and comments and I can see them rapidly and quickly. Rapidly and quickly. And uh, uh, bring you in on the entire convo. The entire convo. Thursday, it's Thursday, November something or other. Listen, if you're counting on me to tell you what uh, day and date it is, you've got big problems. You've got serious, deep-seated flaws. It's Thursday, November something. I do know this. I don't know much, but I do know this. I do know that tonight, uh, right after the football game, live, local, fun, and free, I'm going to be down at the Roast with T.Dot, Kingsby, uh, Kabari, Edie, uh, Liz, Freezius, the whole... Roost Gang, we're going to be down there right after the football game doing live stand-up comedy entertainment. Live stand-up comedy entertainment for you. We're going to be doing it down there. So uh, come on down. You can catch the entire game. Just like a cobweb or something floating in front of my face. What the hell is that? Just a cobweb. Not even, a, I don't know, it might have been a spider web. I don't know. I've never seen a cob. But apparently, they, whatever that insect is, it makes as many webs as a spider Give the spider a run for its money to Cobb. And we've never seen it. We're going to be down there right after the game. So pop on down and watch the football game. No need to subscribe to Amazon if you live in Maricopa. Because you can watch Thursday Night Football far free at the roost. And then right after that, uh, tons of fun but very funny stand-up comedy. We're doing something special tonight. Because I'm special. So special. Uh, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are going to donate uh, all the money from the comic tip jar 
including matching funds from me, myself, and I, and Ralph from The Roost, to the Maricopa Food Pantry. I don't even think we've told the Maricopa Food Pantry yet. I don't even think we've told them. But we're going to do that. We're going to do, 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 do that. Uh, so, uh, generally I tell people if you don't live, you know, if you live like in Chandler or Casa Grande or something, it's a long drive over to Maricopa, but, but, I would tell you to come over tonight, throw some money in the tip jar and help out. It is the holiday season and that is when so many people's needs are just so great and we do, uh, we do what we can while we can with what we got, which I think is the best way to go about things. We got that going on. Um, you know who's donating a lot of money? Like a lot of money? Like a half million bucks? $500,000. Not to me, not to the roost. I wish they were. I wish they were. I wish they were donating $500,000 to uh, to the Maricopa Food Pantry. But they're not. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, the star basketball player with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, he went to Duke. So we assume he has a college education, which is more than I can say. He went to Duke. Uh, he's been a star in the NBA for years. Great player. He's um, come out and say things like the, the earth is flat. Totally refused to get a vaccine during the um, vaccine protocols. Uh, and therefore, for a while, couldn't play in certain cities or couldn't play in Brooklyn. It was kind of a mess. Kind of a mess. And then recently had a link on his Twitter where all good things are. Twitter. Who gives a shit about Twitter? I mean, really. On his Twitter account, he uh, put a link for a, a movie, a motion picture called Hebrew, Hebrews to Negroes, which he doesn't even have a really good rhyme. Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up Black America. Now, I haven't seen this film, uh, probably because there's no uh, cowboys in it or anything, or uh, nudity or violence, because those are the only kind of things I watch. Uh, but apparently, it had a lot of very anti-Semitic stuff in it. So much so that it caused uh, quite a bit of hoopla. Quite a bit of hoopla. Some, some fans of the Brooklyn Nets showed up with uh, uh, T-shirts that might have said... I don't know if they said Jew lives matter. Something like that. You know? Uh, at a game, he got into a conversation with them. Uh, the NBA did not suspend him. They didn't suspend Kyrie Irving. And a lot of people were kind of surprised about that. Because if... Um, let's just say if uh, John Stockton... John Stockton, I think, has gotten in some trouble with some organizations because he's turned out to be a um, super conservative, Trump-supporting kind of guy, as I understand it. He's been banned from some things. The NBA doesn't really uh, do stuff with John Stockton. He's a great player. He might be a creepy dude. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to these people outside of much of what they do. I don't watch a baseball pitcher and go, I wonder if he can teach me morals and values because he's got a wicked slider. Um, Kyrie Irving, instead of being suspended, issued kind of a half-ass apology. But Charles Barkley, a lot of other uh, people of that nature are going, this guy needs to be 
<coughs> suspended. He needs to have some sort of uh, comeuppance for putting up something anti-Semitic. Because if, if a white player had put up something uh, that was um, disparaging of African Americans, you can bet your do bottom dollar, come what may, and for good reason, that they would have gotten the most severest of sanctions. Most severest of sanctions. But Kyrie Irving, it kind of they're kind of making it look like that he and the NBA kind of decided together that we're gonna contribute a half my half million dollars come to the NBA. I guess that's for being wishy-washy. Half million dollars from Kyrie Irving, and that's for uh, putting up a post that connects to a as I understand it, and I have no reason to disbelieve, uh, anti-Semitic movie. But, I mean, is that okay? It's kind of like you got to just go, all right. <clears throat> you know, and he put up some long-winded apology. But it's not an apology. You know, it's a long-winded kind of, I don't know what you would call it. Anything but, like, circling an apology. A long-winded apology circle where he just circles around an apology. And that's it. And I don't really care what the NBA does, you know, if, you know, if, I don't... I don't know that one. Um, <laughs> my Alexa just talked to me and went, I don't know that one. Like I was talking to her. If I was talking to her, I might, I, that means uh, my listenership would be double. Um... I never liked Donald Sterling. I thought he was a repugnant cat. Everybody knew that he was a repugnant cat. I used to go to Clipper games when he owned it. You know, I went there because the games were fun. And it was cheap. NBA standards because they were terrible. Which he might be again. Uh, I don't really, you know. Should he apologize should someone who put something that is uh, controversial or um, that uh, goes against uh, the common grain of thought, should they be forced to apologize or be suspended? I mean, yay! Yay! Kanye! 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 Sounds like a bad sailor joke that I heard on the when I was a roofer in 1974. Kanye! Kanye! Um, he's had all of his endorsement deals dropped, or most of his endorsement deals. And when he came out and said he was going DEFCON 3 on Jews, and that there was an underground Jewish mafia, it kind of won't back away from it. But those were people deciding whether to be in business with someone or not. You know, those weren't employers. Those were partners. Now, here's the weird thing that, you know, a long time ago, if you worked for uh, IBM, you know, uh, if you worked for IBM or if you worked for uh, some other uh, Fortune 500 company in the 50s or 60s, and, you know, you um, cursed out loud, you know, or it used to be if you cursed on television, if you said, damn, you lost your job. Jack Parr, one of the original hosts of The Tonight Show, Lost his job, like, the next day. He, like, never again. Lost his jo uh, job as the host of The Tonight Show for using, telling a joke that had the word water closet in it that is a British euphemism for the toilet. And for those of you who don't know how to speak proper English, that means toilet. So what should happen to these guys? 
I mean, if people in Brooklyn are still going to go to Brooklyn Nets games, even though someone who seems to have joined on the uh, the latest uh, anti-Semitic bandwagon is playing on the team, what should the price be? Should we be extracting the price? Is Adam Silver our leader? Have you ever seen Adam Silver? Do you want him to be your leader? You know? Looks like somebody... He looks like on Halloween uh, when they go you to put on a costume. He goes, no, I'm good. I'm just going like this. <laughs> He's probably a real smart guy. Uh, yeah, Terry Jean just uh, put it, the water closet is a nice way of saying toilet back in the day. But you couldn't make those kind of references on uh, national television, on NBC or CBS and ABC. And that's what, uh, there was a network called the DeMont Network for a little while, where the Honeymooners originally were. But it, uh, it kind of dropped out of uh, existence rather quickly. So the big three that were uh, dominated American television airwaves for decades. Uh, at one time, if you you couldn't say, hey, I'm going to the toilet. You couldn't say that. You know? What should we do? What should we do with the drunken sailor? What shall we do with the anti-Semite? What shall we do with the anti-Semite? Uh, she said our fox was around. Yeah, well, fox wasn't around as a... Terry asked that, or Fox was around. Yeah, they weren't a um, television network back in the day. They were originally just Fox Studios and then merged with another movie studio called 20th Century and became, for a long time, during my formative years, 20th Century Fox. It was even a door song. She's a 20th Century Fox. You know, and it was considered clever. That's so clever. That Jim Morrison, so clever. Now, so it looks like what normally would have happened to someone if they did what, um, like you're seeing, there was a uh, uh, a sports announcer, a female, I, I forget her name, this is just recently, who called out somebody on the racism, and then when you do that sort of thing nowadays, people go ripping through your social media and found some racist tweet she had made when she was in high school, in high school. I mean, at what point do we go, all right, that was wrong a long time ago, but hey, you were a kid. I mean, you know, your juvenile record gets expunged. That means erased. When you become adult, like if you um, if you joyride it in an automobile, riding along in an automobile, if you did that, you know, when you turn 18, that gets expunged. You know, if you uh, uh, burgled your neighbor's house, you know, because they had an Atari and you wanted it or something, I don't know. When you turn 18, it gets expunged. It's not on your permanent record. Things like that don't go on your permanent record. But we now seem to be... And by the way, this was a corporation. I think it was um, good old ESPN, part of ABC, which is just like uh, um, always banning always banning creeps. I don't know what ABC stands for anymore. Um, I guess they have a right to a certain extent uh, to hire and fire people. So what should happen with Kyrie Irving? He's been called out. Ye is, um, you know, business partners dropped him. Go, dude, we, we don't want to be in business with you. You're saying that the whole, that sports and music. What's the other thing he said? He's all ran by like an underground Jewish mafia. 
that they run things. Um, it's kind of dangerous because there's still places where he can say it. And the problem with it, of course, is that then it gins up what is always kind of a dormant but existing thing. Look, racism, anti-Semitism, hating somebody for their religion, they're always, they're never dead. They're just asleep. They're just hibernating. And it seems like people are like, yay! And Kyrie Irving right now are poking the bear. And believe me, uh, even if the bear stumbles around for an hour, it's gonna, it's gonna, uh, it's gonna claw somebody. It's gonna claw, claw somebody. Right, right. That's right. All right. Hey, uh, what else we got coming up this month? So I'm sure I'm gonna catch some heat. Oh, I just want to tell you this. There's a guy on a uh, board of directors out here in Maricopa now, who I know. I know a lot of people. Now, by the way, just because I know someone doesn't mean I like them. Matter of fact, man, there's a lot of people I know I don't like. And uh, you're probably the same. Who um, um, has spent years on social media calling people the vilest of names. Not exactly curse words. Not like, you know, hey, you motherfucker. Nothing like that. But just the vilest of names. Uh, casting about wild accusations about people. Publicly known for it. Proud of it. Proud of it. And a board of directors of a uh, homeowner association out here in my community. I'm not going to say which one. I'm not going to say whether it's one that I used to be on. We just reappointed to that board by a group of people that uh, I was pretty sure had a healthy dollop of idiots involved with it. But now I'm even more sure because they've taken a guy who has said the vilest things about uh, members of our city council. I mean, like personal attacks. And this is at a micro level. But this guy, and we're just going to call him Mark, uh, has called people human cockroaches, liar. You say they're stealing. Um, has joined in with people who are saying that people should be tarred and feathered or uh, that violence should be done to them. Uh, he has approved of that. Uh, he has made his, uh, his own vile statements about people. Uh, usually things that would um, necessitate your removal from a board, and he's just been reappointed. And it's kind of going on right now. You know? I mean, there are people running for office right now that used to be that, you know, uh, if they walked into, like, if there's a lot of people running for office right now that if they lived in my old neighborhood in North St. Louis when I was a kid, you know, and I was in there, I was in there playing a game of shuffleboard when my dad was getting a, you know, a glass of beer. You know, at the end of the day, if they walked in, John Polanski would turn around and go, I, you know you can't come in here. You already know. Go on, get out. Get out, Carrie. Go on, Carrie. We've already thrown you out of here. Don't cause a scene. Go on now, Herschel. No, it's not about that. It's just, come on, Herschel. You, you're not, I'm not serving you. There are a lot of people running for office right now who in the old days wouldn't be able to get a drink in a corner tavern in North St. Louis because of their shitty behavior. And then some people just get wished in the cornfield like that. There's no standard right now. Seems like the standard is is that if you're trying to be a halfway decent person, but at one time you were um, kind of a fucktoad, you know, in a pet, you know, and it was on Twitter, and it's found out. That's it, man. You're just, you know, you spend the rest of your life, you know, working in a not even you can't even work at a shoe store. 
So the way you get around it is to run for public office in America. If you've done something like Charles Manson should have thought ahead. If Charles Manson had been Charles Manson today and had done what Charles Manson did and right when he was arrested and being prosecuted, if he had any savvy at all, he'd go, you know what, I'm, I'm running for president. And he'd go, oh, fuck. Charles Manson's running for president. Can't prosecute him now. Gotta wait until after the election. You know? <sighs> yeah, but you know, that lady was pregnant got stabbed. He's running for office. And people like uh, uh, Major Taylor Green and uh, uh, Lauren Booby, they're all gonna—they're all gonna be all over the news and stuff. Say, say, and then then they're gonna investigate this prosecutor's office. They're gonna find out about that one time that I got drunk and you know and uh, mooned a guy out in front of a bar. You know, <sighs> so that's what you do nowadays. You know, you don't need to hire a lawyer nowadays if you do something to get yourself in trouble with the with the law. If you get in trouble with the law, you get arrested for drunk driving. Hell, run for office. You shoot a guy, don't get hired. Run for office. Probably the guy who, the thing is, the guy who uh, smacked um, uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband in the head with a hammer. Smacked an 82-year-old guy in the head with a fucking hammer. And then Donald Trump Jr. makes jokes about it. I mean, Jesus. I'm not making jokes about it. I didn't make jokes about Steve Scalise getting shot. But, the, you know, that guy can't run for office because, you know, he's Canadian. Should run up there and run for prime minister. Probably beat Trudeau. Uh, probably go up there with, you know, you know, instead of being prosecuted here, run up to Canada and run for prime minister. And Canada go, well, we can't extradite the guy. He's running for, uh, well, what's his chances of winning? None. He has no chance of winning. Zero chance. Well, then can we arrest him? No. He, 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 he declared. I'm bringing the hammer down on high spending. I don't know. Hey, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm probably going to catch some heat uh, because of a, uh, and I don't care. We have a, for a great show we got coming up for you, November 18th at the Tempe Center of the Arts. It is a benefit for Planned Parenthood. Portions of the proceeds go to Planned Parenthood. People go, why, Tony, why? Why, Tony, why? Are you staging a benefit for Planned Parenthood? And I go, well, because I want to. I don't really need to give anybody a reason beyond that. Because I want to. Because I think they're an important organization. Because I think in a lot of uh, areas of this country uh, that are um, uh, sort of uh, uh, doctor deserts, they supply uh, important, important uh, uh, medical training and facilities in places uh, to the underserved. Because I think that the rollback of Roe v. Wade is not just the rollback of Roe v. Wade. I think the rollback of Roe v. Wade is a rollback of women's rights. And it's the first step. It's the first step towards rolling back so many of the important, uh, so much of the important social and civil progress this country made in the last, certainly throughout the 20th century and even before that and beyond and because I was raised a poor white kid in the uh, urban inner city, and then the best hope that we had was moving out into an extremely rural area, where if you didn't have, uh, if you didn't buy a tag and have it affixed on your uh, 
your mailbox in front of your house, your house caught on fire, and a fire department would put out the fire because I had to live in that kind of world because we were poor. I know that as they're rolling back rights for women and for African Americans and for other people of color, that uh, the a lot of poor white people just don't understand that that shit's coming their way too. Because I think it's one of the first big steps in just creating a country that solely and completely... Look, rich people are always going to get over. The powerful are always going to get over. But we could create a country where the only people that benefit at all is what uh, I call the donor class. Not the donor class. They ate people. And that would not be a good class to have in college. It's a donor class. What do they teach you there? Well, they teach you some food, valuable food skills if you ever find yourself... Uh, in a snow snowed in <laughs> like what like well if you're snowed in with another friend uh, eat him <laughs> what <laughs> I will be having no benefits for uh, the Donner party I they're, they're dead they're a long time ago but if there's like a modern Donner party some modern cannibals I don't think that I would ever uh, do a benefit a charity benefit for cannibals oh you're a cannibalist you damned cannibalist all right. You know what? I think it's the uh, show today. Uh, John Cowan did said empty seats make a statement. Yeah, but the statement's not being made. Statement's not being made. Not a big drop off in attendance. I mean, I'm not going to a lot of basketball games right now because there's other things I want to do with my money. There was a time that I didn't think twice about, you know, uh, especially when I was raising my kid and we were into basketball, you know, going and end up spending, you know, not sitting in great seats, but okay seats. I didn't think twice about drafting total like 300 bucks. Once a month to go to an NBA game. It was important. It was vital. It was, you know, me and my daughter, when I first moved out here, and I still love my Clippers, and Shirley would go with me, or the year that Shirley and I decided that kind of a fun thing to do to be our night out on a regular basis would be to, um, oh, wow. I just realized, um, oh, there we go. Uh, I'm sorry. I thought I screwed up my Spotify thing. Um... That'd be our fun night out. I'm just not going because there's other stuff that I want to do uh, with my money right now. So, something else I'm going to do with a couple grand a year that I would sink into um, even football. You know, Cheryl and I have talked about, hey, some Sunday, let's just drive down to Glendale and, uh, you know, get cheap seats. But yeah, cheap seats in your 60s, cheap seats like in your 20s or 30s, you know, or when you're a complete football freak fan. And I get it because I've been in that space, you know, and you love that team and it's an important game and you'll sit in the cheap seats with your pals and, and whoop and yell. I get it. But, you know, as, as a, two adult married people get on and sit in the crow's nest to watch the Cardinals. Um, and I don't think Kyler Murray is the only problem this team has. They haven't built a team around Kyler Murray. Uh, but I'm not going to spend three, $400 to uh, look at little specks of people far away when I can um, be disappointed. Watch it on a, uh, a nice big screen in my living room. I'm also not buying a 75-inch TV. You know? Every once in a while we talk about getting a bigger TV, and I go, how big do I want to see people's heads? Do I want this machine? It's already the dominant piece in anybody's living room. How dominant do I want it to be? This is the machine. Do what the machine says. Um, but we're not... Because I'm not going... Doesn't mean that those uh, stands are empty. Those stands are full every Sunday for the uh, NFL and Thursday and Monday and every 
night for 82 some odd games. NBA stands are full, man. They're full. They're packed out. I think there's on any given night where, you know, Clippers playing the Sacramento Kings and you could look at the top of uh, Staples Center. I'm sorry, Crypto. Crypto.com Arena and you'd see some empty seats. Although, weirdly enough, usually by the end of the second half, they were filled up too. Who the hell are those people? I mean, I see you get into a game late, but people get there at the end of the second half. So I guess it's about where you put your dough. And if NBA fans in Brooklyn, which I'm sure is comprised to a good extent of people who uh, uh, were directly hurt. I mean, I was really bothered by what Kyrie Irving did. But people who were directly hurt, people that he was pretty much pointing a finger at, whatever, you know, um, seem to still be going to Brooklyn Nets games. Anyway, he's donating a half million bucks along with the NBA uh, and I'll bring you more details on it, but is that enough? Or should it be done at all? When, at what point can you say crappy things? Look, you never really could say crappy things in America and really exist. You know, in the public sphere. It's just kind of shifted around what you can and can't say. You know, one time, you know, you could even express an opinion on the uh, evening news. That was verboten. They just had to give the news. Or the opinion had to be very narrow. Now it's nothing but opinions. Shepard Smith, who had the most straight-up news show of anybody on CNBC. I mean, straight-up news. Like, you go, wow, this is straight-up news. This is traditional news, the way television news should be given to you. Uh, he's been canceled. Sean Hannity's not canceled. Little baby Tucker. He's not canceled. You know? Don Lemon's been, he has to get up in the morning now. So they did over CNN. They said, we're really trying to revamp. So we'll get rid of the black guy and keep the gay guy. <laughs> the most straight up new show on cable was Shepard Smith's and it's been canceled now on CNBC. And, you know, one way that's kind of good because they said, you know, we're, we're just go back to, and not because of what happened to Shepard Smith, who had the decency and honor to not renew a contract at Fox going, I can't work for these people anymore. But um, CNBC says we would go to our core mission talking about business. I always preferred CNBC for business over, um, and they gave us some crazy people. Larry Kudlow and uh, Rick Sant uh, Santoli, whatever he is, the guy who screamed about a tea party. Uh, but it's straight up business news. They talk about business. Whereas on Fox, they talk about a whole bunch of shit and then just a little bit of business. So I don't know, man. I just kind of rattled on today. I once again didn't get to the comic books. Didn't get to the music. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I just wanted to talk about what I want to talk about. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, or at least I was some food for thought, or or at least some fast food for thought. Some junk food for thought. I don't know what it was. You know? Hey, do get out and vote. Do get out and vote. Uh, like I, I was saying yesterday, there's a weird upside to all this horrible stuff. There's a weird upside to all this horrible stuff that's been perpetuated by, um, and by the way, it's being perpetuated by right-wing Trump supporters, so don't go, oh, you're picking on them. No, I'm just, that's who's doing it. All this horrible stuff uh, surrounding our elections. And I'm not talking about the laws they've tried to pass to make uh, voting more difficult, which it seems to be was a, a favorite pastime of conservatives in Arizona for years. I've talked about it often here. But um, 
the weird upside to all of these people screaming about elections being unfair, and if they get in, this and that, has been a massive turnout. Massive turnout. So I may not like who you're going to vote for, but I do like the fact that we have so much participation. Because that used to be the issue is that nobody voted. Now everybody votes. Now everybody votes. Not everybody, but a lot of people. You know, um, learn a little bit, if you can. I always try to, about who you're voting for. I don't know, Shirley, man, she'll sit there for like a long time, for like hours, researching, you know, like a superior court judge. She wants to find out. Because most of us go, I don't know, I'll flip a coin on, on those kind of things. But she researches. So do a little... Uh, check check some things out. Do your research. <laughs> check some things out and then go, who's going to best serve my community, my state, my country? And put a little checkbox. Be a Democrat. Be a Democrat. All right. That's our show for today. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I apologize. I will get to, I got a backup of comic books and rare and cool music to talk to you about. Going to start getting to all of it tomorrow. Hey, if you like what I said and you live in Maricopa, come by and see me tonight around 8.15 at the Roast. If you didn't like what I said, uh, come by and see me um, down by the uh, mail-in drop box uh, down in front uh, in uh, downtown Phoenix. Okay, that's our show. I just be button myself. I'll be back tomorrow with more thrilling tales from yesteryear right here on Living on a Thin Line. That's it.